Hey everybody, it's Smashing Game Time. We are three brothers that go through gaming's back catalog of yesteryear. I am your host, Nick. Right below me, he's just okay. His name is Josh. I'm Josh saying. No, 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 Josh, no. <laughs> the, we do the tags. No, Josh, no, come on. And then to my left is his brother, who's also just kind of, eh. His name's Jake. Apparently, Jake, we're not related to Nick now. He's not no, your brother. I'm, I'm, hi, yeah. I'm, I'm Jakey Boy Kaufman. Is, 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 that the, is that the intro you want to go with there, bud? I almost went with I'm Jacob saying. He He's Jacob saying, <laughs> and I'm Nick saying, and we are here to do an episode of this podcast. I don't know what you guys are doing in my brain. Today, we're doing 2016 Q4. We've also got a hot tea time coming from Jake later on. Before we do that, we've got some stuff at the top of the show. As always, we are a Trident Network podcast. Go check out some of our siblings. They're all awesome. We are wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, Anchor. I'm sure we're on Anchor as well. Yes, yes, we're on Anchor. Go rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Give us some stars because we are some starving boys. Um, Before we get into the meat and potato of the show, boys, what have you been doing this week? Uh, so what the, what the hell is anchor <laughs> anchor is owned by Spotify. So yeah, like when, when you have a podcast and you want to put it on Spotify, you put it on anchor. Uh, okay. Anyway, wife's out of town. So I've been busy with not only work, but taking care of the pets, tough, tough world, but Brawlhalla, team fight tactics and a little bit of rust. Rust, I was kind of just messing around, and I had fun just messing with people. Just uh, not a care in the world. So, Jake, I don't want to—I don't want to get you into another story that gets you in trouble uh, on TikTok. But uh, have you done any tomfoolery on Rust this week? Uh, no, be, not really. Be honest. Like it was no, then, no, nothing toxic. I wouldn't do it. No, no. So, you, so you haven't built a trap base nope, or a trap, no trap shop? Base. Nope. Mm-mm. Uh, follow-up question have you played arc at all this week no i installed it but i haven't touched it <laughs> okay i just wanted to see if anyone had stumbled upon you and punished you for your endeavors on the internet nope so for those wondering what we're talking about uh, our little arc conversation last week went up on tiktok and did some numbers and there are a lot of people who think jake's a piece of shit including me and josh so much so that i actually am considering hiring somebody to just basically follow Jake in the gaming world and just troll the shit out of him. Are you going to dox your own brother, Josh? Is this what I'm hearing? No, no, no. I didn't say dox. I'm li- willing to pay like 100 bucks for one day to someone literally follow Jake in every single game he plays and just pe- troll the shit out of him. Uh, there's going to be someone in the comment section and be like, all right, 100 bucks. 100 bucks, bud. <laughs> I'll give you his his Steam account information. Not, well, obviously, I had to find him and stuff. I'll give you all that information. Literally, all I have to do is follow him the whole day. Josh is putting out a Steam Nintendo hit. No matter where, what, no matter what platform Jake is on, you have to follow this man. A bounty. I want him dead. No, right. no. We want him alive. We want him to suffer. Any My anything ass. else on the gaming side, Jake? Nah, not really. Uh, oh, uh, my wife made this doll, so that's cool. Is that another Brawlhalla person? Yeah, it's Bryn. You, know, are, you see is, Mirage back there. Are they a spear user? 
Yeah, actually, she is. You hate Spears. You're gonna have to tell no, your wife. No, I that. don't hate Spears. How many times do I tell you this? So you hate you hate that you hate that thing your wife made no. you because you hate Spears. I don't hate Spears. It's the total opposite. I don't know how I can get it through your dick little skull. I'm t- dick I'm little skull. You hate it. No, it's that thick. It's not like you said dick. I your had dick a skull. <laughs> your dick skull. Your mushroom head. All right, Jake. Thank you for the updates. Josh, what is going on in the Callisto Protocol? Is it? Are you following the Callisto Protocol to code? Uh, no. Um, I'm enjoying it for what it is. I'm obviously, I just, I played Dead Space. I beat it. I wanted to do Callisto Protocol first because it's just like, I thought, like, oh, I'll go through it really quick and then I'll go play Dead Space and play the crap out of it. Didn't happen that way, but whatever. I'm playing Callisto now. I'm enjoying it for what it is so far. My only pet peeve I have with it is the tutorials. It the doesn't tutorials. really do a good job of explaining uh, some of the mechanics in the game. Um, it, it's not like it's a bad thing. It's just I hate games uh, where like rather than giving you like just like a tutorial, like a outside boundary tutorial or a video tutorial. It's strictly you get to a new spot screen goes black for like a second and then all of a sudden you get a pop-up of oh this is how you do this and i'm like wow this is the most lazy thing you could possibly do up to not even doing it so i'm mean, gonna give them credit because they did it but if i remember like, correctly whatever. a few of those spots it goes dark and like you're getting ready to get scared and then it pops the tutorial right yep and like, you're like, like, oh, that- like right before you fight the first thing it just pops up and you're like wow maybe you should have popped it up before i ran into this guy like maybe like three steps backwards behind the threshold of that well, it cuts the scare. It cuts the scare out because you're like, "Oh, I yeah. wonder what's coming. I wonder what's coming." Yeah, and then the second time it happens, uh, when the two come up, it does it again for the environmental kills. And I'm like, "Gee, I mean, you probably could have just left it, and you know, like, hey, we're not going to show you, but because you see two giant fans in the background with no cover, hint, hint, wink, wink." How, um, how are you finding it on the difficult? How are you finding it on the difficulty side? So I'm doing maximum. Oh, so God. the second hardest next to like the, the harder one where basically there's like little to no drops. Uh, parts of it is pretty easy. And then there are parts where I'm like, it's it's the dodging mechanic. I think the dodging mechanic in general is a little buggy still. Like it, you just you either move left or right for when they're squeaking at you and you'll dodge them. And that's that part's not terrible. It's when they're charging at you to grapple you. Even if you, it tells you, you you should block. So you have to hold back. So that's what I do. Even when I block, they still grapple me and do damage. And I'm like, well, so really the only way you can stop them is to shoot them. That's literally, that's the only thing I can figure at least is to shoot. Because even if you hit them with a melee, it they still grapple you. So you still take damage. Even when they're swinging at you and you swing at the same time and you make contact before them, you still take damage. That's like my only pet peeves is that shit. It's like, it's not that it's bad. It's it's something I wish they would explain better. Like, hey, even if they attack you and you attack them and you successfully hit them, you can still get hit. Then it'd be like, oh yeah, I need to dodge. Or now I'm like, okay, now I actually have to watch how they're gonna fight because what well, sometimes it's one swing, sometimes it's both, you know, the right hook and left hook. And that's where I'm more prone to accidentally pull the trigger to hit them. Are you outside yet or are you still in like the first few chapters? So I'm still in the first few chapters. I just got to the shoe. Okay, so you're not okay. I think yeah, you're still. I think you're either level two or three. I think it's two technically because I. So I'm already through the guard tower. So I'm already through the main, the main prison area. I'm already through the tower. And I just got to the shoe. 
I will say, I remember... I'm still in the jumpsuit, so... I remember early on thinking that game was like, oh, this is really scary early on. But I think... I, I do think the melee takes out of, like, how scary it can be. Because, I mean, how scary is something when you can just fucking duke it up with it, like... No, I want it to be, like... If you want it to be scary in that sense, it has to be, like, smaller guys you can fight off, but then the bigger ones are just like, oh, let's sneak around them, because obviously, unless you have some something that's going to... Sh- to murder them it's not going to do anything because yeah this this is getting this has a lot of comparisons to dead space because it's from a, some of the team that did the original dead space back in 2008 but i remember when i was playing through it a few months back thinking a lot about condemned remember condemned on 360 yep i felt that way with it there's just the weighty the weightiness to it and the the how there was some gunplay in that one but it was more focused on melee and the the melee is okay here. It just, it really took me out of like, I, I, when I'm getting scared, I want it to be, I don't know, like if I'm punching something, it just doesn't scare me. No, I see it as more of like, this is, in my opinion, this is more like what Resident Evil 5 became. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, it has some scariness in the beginning, like very little, but still enough there to be like, okay to okay there's a lot more action which is not a bad thing it's just if there's a boulder punching scene that's where i call it quits i I do think once you get a little further you'll start to enjoy it a little more i think there's a little there's a little more variety in things going on around you that you'll enjoy and the scenery changes up i remember when i started i remember thinking like oh is this all going to be like dark prison and it kind of it it gets better i promise well, I, I'll admit that that's the bad things. The good things I'm loving about it so far is the glove. The glove is f- awesome. I love it so far. Glove is the uh, best part. Yeah. Glove is definitely fun. So it makes environmental kills so much fresher. And I love the fact that I can sneak up behind enemies and kill them instantly. I love games that do that. People might think it's overrated, but I love that. And that was something that glove type things in Dead Space, right? Yeah, it'd be, I guess it'd be more like the, the kinet, uh, Kinesis uh, module that allowed you to pick up items and, and use it against them. Where with this, not only can you pick up items, you can also pick up your enemies. I think that's why I enjoyed it just a little more. Okay. Well, we're going to check in with you to see if you actually finish that. We're going to keep we're gonna keep you honest and make oh. sure you finish this. No, it's, it's going to get finished. It's going to get 100%ed, and then I'm going to return it. And while I'm waiting for my next game, I will finish Dead Space 100%ed because I need to go back and do it on the hardest difficulty. By return it, Josh means he has Gamefly. He's not he's not no, doing no. that scummy thing on Steam. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, under two hours, you have to give me my money back. I couldn't do it. I, those The people who do spend way too much time researching it, and it's not that it's a bad thing for them. Like, kudos to you. If you're able to beat a AAA title like that in under two hours, 100%ing it, like... Oh, they're looking I mean, for the bugs and, like, just... It's, it's almost like a high-stakes speed run. Like, if I... Hey... I'm spending my I'm spending part of my rent this month on this game, and if I don't beat it, I'm not gonna make the rent. <laughs> it's just a little extra like thrill that comes out of it. I kind of like that. Hey, you know what? We need to pitch that to somebody. It's a good idea. Let's uh let's save this conversation for <laughs> off chat. Uh, I do. So I had a f- I had a fun life update. We're recording this Sunday night just before the episode goes out. So. If the editing's a little sloppy, I'm sorry. I'm a little sleep deprived. Uh, we had baby number two here last week on on Wednesday, our normal recording night. Uh, baby is healthy in here. Mom is healthy. Uh, they what they don't warn you about when you have a new baby 
is that the new baby and the old baby don't automatically mix well. Like they haven't, there hasn't been any issues on the, oh, they hate each other or anything like that. But like when they're both crying, it's like, oh my God, I set up to have two of these. What What is going, it, it's overwhelming even with other people here to help. But no, there's like he, the, our son went over and patted the baby girl on the head when she was crying earlier and it was a sweet little thing. And it was like, Oh, this is what it's about. So that's, that's coming. That's coming together nicely and building a little roster here on the game side that (laughs) being in the hospital all week, ate up a lot of game time. I did have a few things I did before that happened though. Uh, just touching back on Blanc. I talked about it last week because I was working on a review for it. Uh, I beat it. I beat Blanc. I've beat it twice, once on PC, once on Switch, uh, once with my wife, once solo. And uh, it grew on me. Uh, it has its issues. It has some things that I would change about it, uh, mainly from the standpoint of um, there, are just, there are just parts in it that it's very, it's very flawed. Like the game is beautiful. Um, it leans a little too hard on like having AI characters with you, uh, either you guiding them or them copying what you're doing. And it doesn't always work and it's kind of a pain in the butt, but otherwise it's a beautiful game. It's a short game. Um, normal runtime on it's like two hours. Some people will look at that and be like 15 bucks for two hours, get bent. But I'm like, shut the fuck up. It's, it's fine two hours for 15 bucks like when you go to a movie how much are you spending on a movie ticket 20 bucks how much are you spending on popcorn 10 bucks like shut the fuck up (laughs) tell me where you're spending 10 dollars on popcorn oh it's 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 a little more expensive than that isn't it oh yeah yeah exactly so so people who people who people who see stuff like that like oh that game's 15 dollars and you only got two hours of it it's like shut the fuck up how many of those fucking marvel movies have you watched get fucking bent dude uh this this was a fun little couch co-op game i enjoyed playing it with my wife we did yell at each other through about it a few times but i i recommend it uh it's eye candy it's a cute little story about a deer and a baby a little baby deer and a little baby wolf helping guide each other to the family it's fun uh, some other things. I'm still playing Chain Echoes. Still working on that review. Uh, Forty-hour RPGs and me do not get along. I'm about I'm about ten hours in. The main appeal of the game is like some mechs that you get to pilot. And again, this is the turn-based one I was playing previously. Kind of looks like um, uh, what is it? The the Sun one, the one that everyone plays from the Super Nintendo era. Ah, oh, what is it? Golden Sun. Or no, Chrono Chrono Cross. Chrono Cross. Like Golden Sun was Game Boy Advance, bro. Yeah, yeah. so it's Chrono Cross Denver. is what I'm thinking of. Or Trigger, whichever one. Again, new baby at home. My brain is totally fried. Uh, but I feel like I'm getting to the point in that game where the mechs are going to come in. I feel like the next, like, I keep getting into a new area. And I'm like, okay, this is the area. But now I've been through, like, three in a row with a boss fight. And I'm like, okay, they're leaning heavy on these boss fights. It's going to happen. So more to report on that one. Uh, the last actual game I played was Atomic Heart. Uh, this, if you guys haven't heard, <laughs> this is the problematic Russian game that people are having issues with about like, oh, if I buy this game, who is, where's this money going? Uh, it's think of a, it's like Russian Bioshock, uh, set in 1950s Russia. Everything's it's very like uh, retro sci-fi. 
I'm kind of here for it, though. Uh, the writing and the voice acting is very cringe. I don't know if you guys have seen any videos of this. Um, I've only seen the twins. So, uh, Josh, no. Josh, no. <laughs> Rule Josh, 34. No. Rule 34. Josh, 94% no. of people only know the game for the twins. So, fun fact, I was listening to someone talk about this game. And on Game Pass, uh, so the game opens, you're on a boat. And you're basically going through like your the world's fair. It's just this big old fair to show off all the tech for Russia. And you go like you, it's basically you're walking, you're listening to the things going on around you. You get a power up. You're going to like talk to your leader. He gives you a car. You get in the car, an achievement pops. I want to say it's about forty minutes of gameplay just to get through that before the game actually starts. So that achievement pops. Only forty five percent of people who have played the game have gotten that achievement. So I think a lot of people, have st- at least on Game Pass, a lot of people have started it, and they're kind of like, mm, this is slow, no. So that I thought that was kind of crazy, because that's like the very first achievement in the game. But so it feels very heavy, and a lot of people are compared, so a lot of people compare it to Bioshock. This is a first-person shooter, in case I hadn't said this already. Uh, but the weightiness of your character and like his attacks reminded me a lot of the Riddick game. So Butcher Bay and Dark Athena. And so you're fighting robots. You start out with an axe. This game is also weird on the standpoint that the first gun it gives you is a shotgun. They completely skip over a pistol. They're like, no, take this shotgun. So I thought that was weird. I don't know if I missed a pistol or something. And then I haven't seen the robot twins that Josh is goo-goo over. But there is, so your upgrade station... It's just like any other upgrade station, except it grabs you with its tentacles. And it threatens to sexually assault you every time you come up to it. This is my kind of game. No, Josh, this should not be your type of game. <laughs> it, it, but uh, unfortunately, it is. Move over, vampire girls. I want this. Oh, God. No, Josh. No. Josh. Josh is still playing sex with Hitler, too. And he's like, this might pull me away from Hitler for a minute. Uh, sex with Hitler 2 3D. VR. VR. Our resident degenerate here, everybody, Josh Kaufman. If you haven't fapped to Hitler, where are you? Oh, jeez, oh, that's got to be on the podcast. Oh, oh God. that's. <laughs> uh, we, we, <laughs> hey, I said I was going to be sloppy with editing. You know that's going to make the show now, Josh. Hey, Hitler's sloppy. Uh, so, yeah, he was very <laughs> sloppy. Um, so, Atomic Heart, I'm only an hour in. I've only got it on Game Pass. They didn't get my money. They got Microsoft's money, so... I think I can sleep at night. Um, I'm going to finish so it and see see what it does. Was, it, it, if it seems like it's satire on Russia and like it's superpower. And it's, but like there's shit in there where it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, are you, like is it satire? Are you glorifying it and saying it's I don't know. But let me get a little deeper into it because I stopped when I was sexually assaulted by the upgrade machine. So I know there was the big controversy too about the cartoon that's in it. Yeah, so it has a it has a 1950s cartoon with a racist character. Um, I haven't seen anything besides the fact that it's in there. I haven't seen any response. But I think I think I saw an article today that they they apologized for it, and I think it's being removed. They removed because apparently they have multiple episodes of the cartoon. So I don't know if it was the whole run of episodes that have something offensive, or if it's just that one. I thought because so I imagine I know if I imagine if it's a cartoon from the 1950s, I imagine every episode's got to have something wrong with it, <laughs> something offensive about it, just because it was the 1950s. 
but I did see that that was an issue that was brought up. But they've also they've also been very coy. The developer who is uh, who is that Mudfish, Mudfish or something like that, have been very coy about like their stance on the war and stuff like that. Yeah, so they did apologize for it. Um, they are uh, they assured it will be uh, edited to address the issue. So they'll probably just take that one cartoon out and just have it like be a repeat of one of the other episodes of that cartoon or something. Probably. would would be my would be what i would imagine uh the last thing i've got on here and i'll i'm gonna finish that that's on game pass so uh when the babies are asleep i'm going to be uh filing a paperwork with hr against the uh upgrade machine last thing i've got on here i don't know if you guys saw this uh this was in the news a few weeks back uh psych odyssey came out on youtube this is the documentary about the making of psychonauts 2 um, I've only watched 11 episodes. There are 32 episodes up, equaling out to 21 hours. <laughs> Jesus. So the, so this is an in-house, this is an in-house doc team that works. I believe they work with double fine. Uh, I forget what this, I forget what their production company is called. I think it's two player or player two or something like that. And they basically followed the, de- followed the development of the game for the last five years. So they've been following, eh, yeah. So from 2017 on, they were following and it's pretty interesting so far. They, um, they cut, so they start out with a little bit of like history on Psychonauts one announcing Psychonauts two, the Kickstarter campaign, all the stuff that comes out with that. Uh, and then they start following like a level designer and like how many times and like he pitches a level and then they're like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And it, it's one of the, like, you know, when you're watching a documentary and you can tell, like, this shit's fake as fuck. These people don't interact this way at all. Like, they're kind of just turning it on for the camera. Mm-hmm. No, these people are like, you can tell they all kind of hate each other a little bit. Like, the well, one guy. You did the same thing over and over again. People kept saying, you oh, that's not right. So, so the one guy, uh, the one level designer, I think his name's Brian, he designs a level. And I haven't played Psychonauts 2, but I think I'm going to after finishing this documentary. And that might be something that we can we can all do together. Uh, we can all look at together. But um, he so he does the level. It sounds like a cool concept. Like when he's pl- when he like pull when they pull it up on screen, you're like, yeah, I can kind of see like some of the issues they're talking about. But they just completely like run his ass over. And he, you can see he's sitting there taking it. But like you can see in his face that he wants to be like. And then, like, they'll cut to a conversation he's having with, like, some other designers. And they're all just, they're not shit-talking, but they're all like, that meeting, right? Goddamn, that meeting. And I, like, I don't know if you guys know, like, the history, but, like, so the game had that successful Kickstarter. And then they had issues getting, um, they had issues getting funding after that because they were looking for a publisher for a while. And I think Starbreeze was their publisher, so Starbreeze came to the rescue, but then Starbreeze went out of business, and then that's when Microsoft picked them up. Uh, I just got to where Starbreeze picked them up, so I know it's going to start getting more interesting. And Tim Schafer seems like an interesting character. He seems very likable, but he also seems like a guy that like will have a million ideas but doesn't know how to like flip the switch off. So like you know how like I mentioned like in Hi-Fi Rush, there's a character that wants to do all this amazing stuff and like. You play a level where you're basically getting him defunded because he's like using all the tech to try and kill you. 
I'm starting to think they might have based that off of Tim Shaver. <laughs> and that man greenlit it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't greenlit it. But I'm, well, that was a joke. I know, but I, 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 like, I was sitting there watching. I was like, oh my god, that's just like, just like that character from Hi-Fi Rush. Oh my god. But it's interesting. I'm on episode, I think, 11 or 12, so I've got about 20 episodes to go. Uh, and I'm on paternity leave right now, so I'll have a little more time when the babies are asleep to get some stuff watched and played. Um, but that's where I've been. Uh, gentlemen, this has been nice catching up on this stuff. What do you say we finish up 2016 and do Q4? Let's do it. Let's do it. Q4. But All right. First up, up here, October 11th, Gears of War 4. Uh, this was the first Gears of War from the team at Coalition. Uh, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed Gears of War 4. What, what do you guys think about it? I, I enjoyed it too. Um, it, it was just different. I mean, obviously characters, you know, it, it's a whole new set, you know, 25 years after uh, Gears of War 3 ends. So it's just, it's shocking to me how quickly uh, they're able to turn their uh, technology around. Like you think Gears of War 3, like everything was falling apart. There was no fuel and stuff. And then you get to this and they have like, they have robots everywhere and they're building colonies with machines. I, yeah. So the machine, I, I didn't like the machine part. That might be like the one thing like, Cause Gears Three had the what were they what were they called the little ones were those silverbacks or something like that, where they were like the tiny mechs and you oh, could yeah, like use them to set yeah. out cover for your partners. Yeah, and they I guess the I guess the cog was just like hey we got all these robots let's build giant ones because the game literally closes with you and a giant robot fighting a giant locust or a giant lambit or whatever they whatever they're calling the locust in this I forget what it is. Uh, uh, it's I think it's just lambit. No, they're not Lambda. They're called. They called the whore. They're called something. They're called something different. Josh is gonna look that up. The what, swarm is the it? swarm. They're called. <laughs> they're called the swarm. But yeah, the end is basically a giant robot versus a giant swarm monster, and it feels like just something from like a Godzilla movie. Like, oh, we're fighting a kaiju. Okay, here we go. It just felt out of felt very out of left field for the game. Like I didn't need. I didn't need that. I mean. It's the so Gears of War 4 is one of those games where it's like, how can we still have the same? It's a new team, new developers. How about how can we have that same, I guess, like characters that people love from the first three and kind of put it into like a new game? Because everyone loved like Coltrane, everyone loved the you know the, the originals, uh, Phoenix, Marcus Phoenix, uh. R.I.P. Dom. Uh, R.I.P. Baird. The real them. ones, no. <laughs> but, like, they're trying to make it, I guess, just a newer take on it because it's going to be another trilogy. You know how these games go. I mean, we haven't seen or heard of Six coming out anytime soon. Oh, they're working on it for sure. Coalition just canceled two other non-Gears games so they could ramp up production on it. But... I mean yeah. People people may not like it, obviously, because, you know, it may be like a jumping the shark situation, but they at least did a great job with reintroducing the swarm. Spoiler alert for those who haven't played it. Um, 
They're just oh. the Locust Reborn. Oh, we spoiled. Yeah, we spoiled the shit out. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it like the lo- so the land like the bomb that went off? All the locusts died, but then like they cocooned up and came out even harder or something yeah. like that. Basically, they just changed. Hey, remember those locusts? They're butterflies now. Uh, I will say what they did a really good job of doing with this ser- with um, four. Well, you know what? I'll just, you know, I'll just say it. I'll just say it. I was gonna dance around it. I think the coalition has a better handle on gears than three four three does on Halo. Agreed. Yeah. Because you know what they didn't do. You know what they didn't do that most games would have done, or mo- most just anything would have done. They would have killed off all the old cast in four or five, and been like, "No, these are the new gears." <laughs> there is one thing that I don't like more than anything in this game, or in the, this in five actually. Is uh, Marcus's kid? Uh, but you know they kind of—he's kind care. of a bitch. They kind of took care of that in five for you, Josh. Yeah, yeah. I won't—I mm. won't get into spoilers for mm. you. I right. Th- so five. So in this one, you're playing as Marcus's son. In the fifth one, you're playing as his friend. K- Was their name K? Uh, Cure. Yeah, I think it's K. It's like. Uh... So yeah, that oh, issue that you have—they're like, you know what, Josh? We got you, bud. Right. Female. No, but but her story, to me, in my opinion, is more interesting. Anyway, I and you know what I like? I like that Gears isn't scared. I, I think Halo got Halo kind of did this where they weren't scared to pull stuff from the book and be like, "Oh, sorry that you don't know this, Bozo." But these, I feel like Gears isn't scared to take characters from the books and just be like, "Yeah, they're here now. Get over it." But I feel like you can get away with it because this is it's like one single battle. This isn't like a big universe. This is one planet. So like that uh, gray haired woman with the uh, with the locks you just passed. I think she's a really important character in the um, is it in the remnants of descent? No, in the uh, Aspo uh, Field uh, book. Yeah, that one. She's really important, and she's like this tough character that like is in she's most badass. of the book. She's bad. Yeah. yeah, she like she's a badass. She's like drowning. She's drowning at one point. I forget which book, but she's drowning. And is basically fighting off a locust while she's drowning, and the locust is also drowning. Kills it, and then gets rescued. She's almost a. She's like the female equivalent of what's his name from the second one. What's her? Is it Bjorn? I think it's Bjorn something. I think it's Bjorn. Yeah. I just remember reading those books and really liking her. And actually, I, I enjoy the the whole opening of this game. Just going through all the different battlefields uh, throughout the timeline because they're basically they're celebrating what's it called Coalition Day. Yeah, I think that I think that was a really cool thing for them to do to like kind of like bring it full circle and be like, hey, let's get everybody yeah, on board. Fields, Emergence Day, and Anvil Gate. Like this is fantastic. Like I if loved you don't this, like they wanted to set it up with like, hey, if you don't know now, you know, we got you. Yeah, all in all, I enjoyed this one a lot. Like I think I enjoyed. I think I enjoyed this one more than I did three. Not so much for the campaign, but I think it was the multiplayer. It just got a little better because three kind of fell a little flat, in my opinion. Three, I think three was just leaning too heavily on the team deathmatch. Yeah. Like, they, that, that, I felt like three, that was like their selling point. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with four. I fell off really quick, though, compared to like two will always be like the. I don't oh, know two was like so. everybody's like, that's your Mm-mm. that's your game. Two will always be the most important to me. My baby. My baby. Moving on. October 21st. Uh, this is Josh's t- cup of tea here. Battlefield one uh, from the boys, I believe, at Dice, right? Yes, it is Dice. So I'm going to start with the bad. Do it. I hate the respawn system from here on out. Can you explain the respawn system? Okay, so 
back from Battlefield 4 and to the beginning of time with DICE, with their Battlefield games in general, it used to be very simple. You had your spawns at uh, certain areas. You had your random spawns, which spanned, like, it was, like, specific access to your team. The enemy team can't come to it. And then you're able to spawn on vehicles directly if they are available. From here on out, they changed it to where if you wanted to spawn in a vehicle, you had to click it in a weird way. It wasn't like a direct access. You had to, like, basically go to vehicles and then pick it. And that is if you're fast enough. The other thing I don't like is when you try to spawn on your friends, even if they're not in a fight, sometimes it won't let you spawn and it doesn't give you a reason. It just says, oh, you can't spawn here. Now, was that like an early bug or was that something that was like throughout the rest of the time for this one? It, it follows it throughout the rest of time. I mean, with 2042, they kind of sort of fixed it. I say kind of sort of because I haven't played 2042 enough to tell you that it's been fixed. But every Who time I've has? played it. Exactly. Josh, it, was this the last good Battlefield? Uh, everyone, everyone says four is probably the best one. Four is the last best one we got. This is probably right behind it. But the reason people don't like this one is because it's World War One. I. I just remember I played the campaign in this. I don't remember how I, I might have been like I might have had like 10 hours of it for EA play or something like that. And I just remember playing it and like you'd you're in a battle and you died and but okay, you died. Now you're we're gonna put you in another so you go up into the air, come back down into another soldier. And I just remember it yeah. su- it was not fun. It sucked. The the campaign like the only good thing that came out of the campaign is the very opening where you're basically holding off the line and it's basically it's almost like the last stand situation from Halo Reach. You keep playing until you die. You know what I think the last good battlefield was? The only one that I played like 1943. 1943. Boom. That was a good one. Just hey, just give me that multiplayer. Oh, we're doing dogfights. All right, we're doing that. All right. I'm telling you, Battlefield 4 with the M1 Grand. I'm not I'm sorry, Battlefield 4. Uh Battlefield Bad Company 2 with the M1 Grand. That shit smacked. Ugh. I just yeah no this was I mean from here it's the same battlefield it's just World War One so rather than going back to World War Two we we did this weird little twist we're gonna go back even a little bit further which wasn't terrible this is also where they introduced the super uh, super vehicles so like if your team's losing significantly you spawn these special vehicles in whether it be uh, airships or uh, super trains is what I called them but they're just trains with um, heavy machine guns on them. Uh, they introduced horses. Uh, I forgot about the horses. <laughs> yeah, yes. I forgot about the horses too. They had that all uh, over the trailer. I, d- I do like this biplanes. tank. If you're watching the video version, we're watching this tank go through the mud, and i kind of digging it. <laughs> um, it's okay. I mean, the tanks are... It's obviously World War One tanks, so they're, like, they're not the best, but... I mean, like, if you, if you wanted a good your, World War One game, all you have, would have to do is wait four years and play an RTS. True. Yeah. But, of all seriousness, it, it is what it is. People still enjoy this way more than 2042 because it's actually a finished product that works and promised everything that they promised us. But, at Uh-oh. the same time, it's World War One. I. I, I was going to say, that's the nothing thing that... So I feel like this game kind of came and went. It kind of it was in that pile of games that all came out at the same time. 
you got Titanfall 2, you got uh, like three other games that came out at the same time. But this game didn't really stick. Uh, I remember playing the demo. The demo was fun. You know, the game's the game was fun, especially if you played Friends. But can we stop? Can we stop going back to World War One and Two? Like, please. There's so many games that it you know the story takes place around that time. So why do we keep making them? Well, here's the better question: How did somebody, an executive at Dice, go? Hmm, let's make four massive multiplayer shooter games. Battlefront, Battlefield 1, Battlefield 5, Battlefront 2. We made four games in four years, all being the exact same fucking thing with different skins. What is it with what is it with the series and stupid ass animal shit? <laughs> Would you rather go back to the rat? The rat was rough, but yes, this is I fucking like stupid. Hey, carrier. Hey, <laughs> you know what the people want? They want a World War One shooter where you play as a carrier pigeon. You know, you know what it was. They they looked at uh, Assassin's Creed and went, "I can do that." They're like, "Hey, can you I shit can on people? That. Can you shit on people, dude? If you could shit on people with this, I would play this game in a heartbeat." Dude, if I could just dive bomb with that bird and just peck the shit out of people, kill them, yeah, I'd do it in a heartbeat too. But... Dude, we should make a game where it's just birds in war. <laughs> what, what what message is he like? Hey, we're meeting up at Taco Bell after well, the war. Here's, like, what, here's the better the question, and I'm and I'm only asking because I obviously don't have the answer. But as as a, somebody who's watching this happen right now, my body is telling me. Fuck these humans. I'm flying the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm not going to fly. You're towards right. All the fighting as that bird. Like you hear, you hear all that shit going on. You're like, you know what? They need this message. They need, I got, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> no, Stupid. no. That bird's like, fuck it. I'm out of here. My issue, my issue with this game, and this is a perfect transition in the next one. My issue with this game was that this is the one that EA was like, we're going to market the shit out of this. That other game we have coming out. Fuck it. So that was Battlefield 1, and if you remember correctly, a few weeks later, actually a week later, October 28th, Titanfall 2 came out. Uh, Titanfall 2 out from Respawn, who was also owned by EA. And so EA, in their clever, just cleverness, were like, hey, we have our Battlefield. Call of Duty's coming out. Let's put Titanfall out also. They just cannibalized it all. So for those who don't know, Titanfall 2, first-person shooter, Giant robots, uh, a lot of fun. First one didn't have a story. This one did, and some people would consider it one of the best stories in the last 15 years in gaming. Mm-hmm. And it is. They're right. They're right because it is. It is, hands down, the Half-Life 2 of a generation. I, I remember I remember when the reviews came out, uh, I remember just people talking in general. There was a lot of, like, hey, like, this, 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 uh, campaign is right up there with the campaign for half-life 2 and i i remember reading that and being like uh, is it and then i played it and i was like oh my god it is it is so good it's short it's really short but they have a lot of fun with it a lot of great ideas you're a guy who isn't a pilot so for those who don't know a pilot runs their own little their own little mech he becomes a pilot gets a titan called bt and they just have this beautiful friendship. And they save the world. 
it's still one of the best missions I can think of is when they finally gave you the smart pistol. Yes, that's that after, is yep. by far the best. I love that the smart pistol wasn't originally first. It was a multiplayer thing in the first game. And like, it seems really broken and it kind of is. And it seems kind of OP. But Respawn was just like, yeah, we'll keep it. it's the smart pistol, guys. Sorry. All in all, this was Nick. This is the reason why people want three. This was I mean, it was such like it was a hidden gem. It's a shame that EA goes, hmm, hmm. Battlefield one. Anthem, then Titanfall. Mm, yeah, you're, EA was doing a really good job at this point of running companies into the ground. Um, <laughs> like after after this point, I mean, and uh, you know, it's it's a shame that we're not never gonna get three. Um, but as I, I stand by what I said, if Respawn had an idea for three, we would already have it. Just like if Valve had a good idea for three, we would already have it. Um, I think two is hands down. Like if you're asking for, if, if you're asking for my top 10 games of all time of my lifetime, no doubt Titanfall two is in the top two. Nick. I, okay. So I know how you feel, but if tomorrow they announced ha uh, Titanfall three, would you be pre-ordering it? No, no well, pre-order Josh. First off, no pre-orders. Who, who the hell pre-orders? It okay. would be on my if, Steam wish If it was okay, if it's surprisingly comes out tomorrow, like it's out, ready to play, works and everything, would you buy it? I would download it on Game Pass. Well, that's not gonna happen. Uh I'm stuck on what Nick said top two. What's your number one game? I, I'd rather not say. Oh, oh, you, have to oh you have to now. Fuck, I you really gonna put me on the spot right now? Yeah. I, I could guess what it is. All right, let's see. Let me hear. Let me hear. Boyfriend Dungeon, dude. I no, it's not. That's Boyfriend Dungeon five, is, at least. Boyfriend Dungeon is top five. I'm gonna say I would say Iron Harvest, but I don't know. You know, me and Iron Harvest were kind of in a weird spot. Like, not to be weird about it. <laughs> if you That's guys weird. didn't know, Nick used to play a shitty game called Iron Harvest. It's not shitty, okay. Uh, When's the last time you touched it? When's the last time I touched Iron Harvest? When uh, I was alive and running? Probably September or October. So the last time it had anybody actually playing it who wasn't a Smurf or better than you? Smurf! The issue, the issue is you can't find games online. You just can't. Well, you can't find them offline either. Because it's a dead game? Yes. It, yeah, I'm not arguing with you guys. It is a I'm very just, much... I'm not saying... Much, I hey, I enjoyed it for what it was, but at the same time, it wasn't my cup of tea because it was a little too much for me. It's very much a dead game. If I tell you guys my number one game, you're going to make fun of me so hard. I'd rather make fun of the new well, game. I want to make fun of you right now. You. So come on, tell all us. Right. My number one game of all time is Beautiful Joe. Oh, I'm not going to make no, fun of you. I enjoyed Beautiful you. Joe. Yeah, what the hell's wrong no, with you, man? GameCube version or the PS2 where you got to play as Dante? GameCube. Okay. I'll give a fuck about Dante. I agree with you. No, no, I agree with you 100%. I prefer the uh, the GameCube because it's so much better. I'll give you top three. So number one is Beautiful Joe. Mm -hmm. Number two is Titanfall 2. Mm -hmm. Number three is probably, I'd say, Iron Harvest. Actually, you know what? Out. Nope, 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 nope. Let me, let me rephrase that. Number one, Beautiful Joe. Number two, Titanfall 2. Number three, and I just looked at it and I lost it. Where to go? Oh, there it is. Number three is Quantum Break. Yeah. I, I fucking love Quantum Break, guys. It's very. I think it is criminal that that game did not get the love. And then four I is Iron Harvest. I still need to go back and finish. I only got like three levels into it. And then five is Boyfriend Dungeon. So that's that's my list right now. 
but yeah. Fortnite's not up there. Uh, Fortnite's just like Fortnite's just like it's there. It'll it's always there. have a place in his heart. But yeah, Titanfall Two is Titanfall Two is dope. Multiplayer is um, broken. <laughs> I love Titanfall Two's multiplayer. You guys suck. I know I love it, but like you can't play it because it's, it's just so fragile. Uh, up next, November eleventh, Dishonored Two from Arcane Studios. Uh, this is what the kids call, I believe, not a surreal video game, but what a, what's the term for it, Josh? Do you know? Mm-hmm. Where it's like very realistic, like very realistic movements. The focus is on just like I forget what the term is. Surreal. I have two kids now, guys. I don't know if I told you this at the top of the show or not, but I have two kids. Yeah, so everyone be prepared for him to make that excuse for the next 15 years. The next 15 episodes, at least. Give me the f- next 15 episodes to get my brain recharged. Uh, but Dishonored 2, it is first-person uh, stealth action game. Um, it's like a Victorian steampunk. That person in the video we're watching just got fucking stabbed, my God, and she's, she's dead. And that guy that guy looks like a bad guy. He kind of looks like a, a dollar store... Uh, uh, who is the current James Bond or the guy who just finished playing James Bond? Um, Daniel Craig. Yeah. That guy looks like a dollar store Daniel Craig if you're watching. Uh, but basically, you're playing these levels, you're sneaking around. Um, I don't know the full story of it. Like, Dishonored is on- is honestly like my blind side. Okay, so Dishonored 2 takes place 15 years after the first one. It lets you pick between... Um, Corvo, the guy from the first one, the the guard, mm-hmm. and um, Emily, who is now the uh, queen of uh, I forget the name of the the place. So wasn't she the little? Wasn't in the first yeah, one? She was a little girl. You're saving yeah. a little girl, and she's that little girl. Yes. Spoiler alert: She is your daughter. Uh, I was gonna play it, and you spoiled it, Josh. No. Well, you find <laughs> that out in the first one. So really, if you didn't catch on, I never played the first one, and I you spoiled that one too. <gasps> Anyway, so basically, um, with this one, uh, so there's a, there's a killer who's going around killing all of Emily's uh, enemies, and basically, you get, she gets framed for it, like, oh, well, you're purposely killing them to to further your agenda. So it's you basically are going through trying to prove your innocence, and they're all trying to kill her. So you pick between the two, and each one has their own set of abilities. Uh, similar to the first one where it's all supernatural, whether it be teleportation, slowing down time, invisibility, so on and so forth. And of course, with this one, there is multiple endings. Well, it's giving me like old style Hitman vibes. Like you can, hey, run through each level, kill everybody. Or if you want to play as passive as you want, go ahead. Oh, yeah. With with this and the first one, and I think even the one after this, I think these are like well-known amongst the speedrunning community. I've actually watched one. (laughs) Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, the first one, I watched somebody legitimately beat the first game in like 45 minutes. Jesus. Yeah. Speedrunners, man. I don't get those guys. I don't either, but hey, more power to them. It looks like it looks good for a, for a game that's pushing seven years old now. This looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely well made. I just think after a while, people, it kind of fell off because like, I think people still, like if you're going to play like, a stealthy action-y game, you're going to play Assassin's Creed. And if you want like a first-person Bioshock feel, 
I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe Far Cry would be the close. I say closest, but obviously it's far off from it. But you're going to go with Far Cry because people love Far Cry. I mean, I forget what was out in 2016, but aren't people really clamoring for Creed like that, Josh? Uh, so let's see. 2016 was... was that the year? That wasn't the year off, was it? I think that was the year off, actually. Because I, I do just... remember in 2017 being in Mexico and hearing about the other one while I, while I had food poisoning. Yeah, I'd say 2016 was the break, and then 2017 is when they brought. Um, is that Odyssey? Not Odyssey. No, um, the Ezio collection. That's when they were working on the Ezio. Oh, collection. so they did the collection during the year off. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think people were clamoring for Creed as much though. Black, well, no, well, Black Flag was still really popular because I think was it? Yeah, it was Black Flag, and before that, was that Unity? No. Oh, Unity was no. Unity was, tra- Unity was um, trash. I want to say that was fifteen or fourteen. It was before that because they did. Um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, no, Syndicate. Syndicate was yes. okay. That that that's the UK one, right? Yes, I want to say it was Syndicate at that point. Either way, I I still think people are clamoring to the creeds. Clamoring for don't don't clamor for the creed, please. I do want to I do like arcane. Like I said, arcane is my blind spot. I want to check out the two dishonoreds. I also want to check out um, what's the one they just did. Not loop hero loop looper, not looper. It's a movie. Oh, uh, the one the 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 assassins and you can control time. Yeah, I forget. I forget what it's called, but like that's it's on my list. It is on my list. Deathloop? Deathloop, there it is. All right, finishing up 2016, uh, November 29th, Final Fantasy 15. Uh, this was the one, it was all dudes. This all was dudes. Final all Fantasy dudes. Sausage Party. Uh, I kind of liked it. I only played like the first hour of it. Uh, I've played every bit of this game. All right, Josh. I played probably the f- first two hours of it. Oddly enough, back in the day, I was a huge Final Fantasy fan. I don't know. I think this was around the time where I just got really into competitive games. This look, first of all, this looks good. And just, I remember the appeal of it was when I heard about it, like, oh, it's a road trip with four bros. Oh, it was definitely a bunch of bros just getting together for sure. Bro, actually, (laughs) it's a bunch of bros getting together to get ready for a wedding. It is basically uh, the Fall Fantasy equivalent of uh, The Hangover. I, hold on. I, I, I love that. Hold on, I'm adding this to I'm adding this to my already expanding <laughs> list of games I should probably go back and play. I it's, mean, obviously it has the Final Fantasy twist. Somebody has to die, somebody sacrifices. I'm not saying themselves, but just sacrifices in general. But it, yeah, it is essentially the hangover, Final Fantasy style. Damn it. This oh, uh God. So hey, if you want to I think they had this game on the phone too. Yeah, they do. It's the it's the the low polygon version, but yeah, it's yeah, and it's, and it's free. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Look they it up. Re- I like. I knew. I knew. Like mobile games were big in Japan. I didn't know they were that big. They're, they're like, yeah, hey, yeah. Let's just wait a minute. That car was on monster wheels. Oh my god. What, what I like about that car is the 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 radio, because it could play any Final Fantasies, like any score from fi- any Final Fantasy. Dude, this game. Awesome. Is- this game is oh my god! Why did I sleep? This game on this was game? huge. Like it was like, 
it's a very big game. And like, if you're doing all the side quests uh, before you do the main quest, it's a, I mean, it takes forever. I oh, think I spent like oh. 30 or 40 hours on side quest alone. The boss battles are awesome. Even that giant tortoise one. The, the tortoise one is so freaking hard. And this is a, uh, this is the, uh, the combat's just like the, the seven remake where it's not turn-based. It's like real time combat. Yeah. Right? It's real time. Yeah. Con so it's like it's a like mixture a, of seven like and this is like seven and 12 had a baby. Yeah. 12. yeah. Okay. I, th I thought so. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I like, I like, I like the look of this. I like the idea of it. I just don't know why it, it had to have been like the, Oh, Hey, it's going to take a couple hundred hours to beat this. That probably scared me away. What's scared? What well, I don't scare. What like disinterested me the most is how they did their DLC. Uh, it was in episodes, so rather than it being like a continuation of your story and just adding on to the main game, you had to go to a menu, you had to click on the st uh, the story you wanted to do, and then you did the story from that part. I love this. Like those... episode, uh, um, I'm gonna mess up their names. I think it's Gladys. The names don't Gla matter. Gladius. They're, they're bro just call them bros. Gladius. With episode Gladius, it was him by himself, basically, when he's uh, going through the tomb of, like, the Guardian, basically, to um, be the true protector for Noctis, the main character. Uh, then there was episode um, Prompto, where you find out Prompto is a... Spoiler alert. Prompto is a um, clone, basically, engineered by the Empire, uh, who was sent to basically kill Noctis. I mean, like, it, it just, it, it was just like their episode. So they added to the, to the lore, but they weren't really a part of the story. You could easily have just skipped them and it wouldn't matter. It just fills in the blanks of what's going on to these characters when they disappear from the main story. I, I, because I'm, I'm thinking about like what 26 or 2016, what Final Fantasy 16 is supposed to look like. And it's very like Game of Thronesy. And I'm just like, Ugh. but then I see this and I'm like, what is that? Oh, my God. What is yeah, that? So, thing? so the combat is actually really, I, in my opinion, is really good. Mm -hmm. It's obviously not the Final Fantasy that your dad or grandpa grew up on. But for what it is, the combat's fantastic, especially when you start unlocking uh, summonings and um, your special, which with this one, uh, Noctis can summon the swords of the royal family. Basically, you go visit all these tombs. And you start collecting them. So remember, you, Nick, do you remember seeing the uh, Final Fantasy VII movie? Uh, yeah, yeah. The Advent Children or whatever. Yeah, called. Advent Children. You know when Cloud does um, Omni Slash and you see all the swords like uh, basically surround Sephiroth? Yeah. Just think that, except for rather than surrounding your enemy, it surrounds the main character. And well, you can start like using them like, randomly and throwing them at them. Well, it sounds like it was one of those side quests, kind of like how like... In ten, Yuna was collecting the the summons throughout the land, mm -hmm. and getting yeah. It. I mean, that's basically this is you're basically trying to go through and uh, gather all the blessings from the summonings. Damn it! Look how far in the oh my god, the dude! I will admit though, this is about the same time I was playing Final Fantasy uh, Zero uh, HD, the one that was for the PSP, but they re released it for the like, the Xbox and uh, PS4. And there's there's a cheat for both of them, basically involving the internal clock of uh, your console, where you could basically max out your XP. Oh, you were cheating! 
uh, yeah, basically. I mean, after a while, like I was like, I want to beat this because I spent like seventy hours at one point. I'm like, dude, I just want to be done. I just want to be over with. I just wanted to be over with. Like, it, it's at some point, unless like the everything is like keeping you going, it gets boring. It gets repetitive, especially the like the fighting in this. The only thing I didn't like was how long it took to level up. Right. And there was ways around it. Like, yeah, you could go to the camp. You could eat prepare uh, yourself a special meal that gives you like two times XP. But realistically, it takes forever. So I what loved... they had... Oh, I didn't know you were still going. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say what you could do is like literally you would just you would eat a certain food. You would battle as long as you can. You would turn back time to go to a certain hotel that gave you like nine times experience when you slept. And when you did that, you basically had like almost infinite XP. So what I like was the, the hunting, the hunting uh, quest. You oh, go out. There, yeah, that, honestly, there wasn't the quest were a lot of fun. There wasn't anything that was repetitive. Everything was different. The nighttime, I think, is probably one of my favorites, especially early game, because you go against uh, the big iron golem knights mm-hmm. and they basically can one hit kill you. Oh, fun fact, if you guys didn't know this, uh, Noctis is a DLC character for Tekken. Tekken uh, 7? Yeah, Tekken 7. Hmm. I did not know that. Thanks for the fun fact, Jake. Uh, anything else on Final Fantasy, Josh? Uh, that one had been redone like three times. Yeah, didn't, yeah there's a lot of work. There, there was a lot, because at one point... It, I remember seeing the original trailer for it, and I thought, my God, this looks super cool because it's him, Noctis, uh, fighting a bunch of guards at the palace. I thought, man, this is going to be really good. And I was like, oh, this is not what they promised. But I still enjoyed it for what it was. This is not the game they promised. All right. Well, hey, we're going to move. Josh, are you ready to do the news? Yeah, let's knock out the news. Who's ready? Read all about it. Latest football scores. Morning paper, morning star. Paper, mister? It's time for old news. All right, we're going to start with some sad stuff. So October 17th, United Front Games, the developer of Sleeping Dogs, shut down. That is some sad stuff, yeah. I know people are... Stop me if you heard me say this before. People are clamoring for the sequel, but maybe one day. Sleeping Dogs was a lot of fun. Like, I, I enjoyed it. It was a successor to True Crimes, and True Crimes were fantastic. I never played it, but it, from the looks, the few times I've looked at it, I'm like, yeah, you know what? If I had time, this would be a fun game. I'd say put it on your list. I say, let Sleeping Dogs lie. Moving on. October 20th, Nintendo publicly announces its next home console, the Switch. Now, time out. Was this, was this the trailer? Was this the rooftop trailer? Uh, I believe it was the rooftop trailer, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, Gina brought her goddamn Switch to the rooftop party again. Yeah, it was the rooftop. <laughs> hey, but look how commercially successful the Switch has been. I haven't played it on a roof yet. But you played it everywhere else. Not yet. The I- first true console you've taken to the bathroom and not regretted it. You know, I've t- I played the Game Boy in the bathroom, I'm sure of it. Shut up, Halo Books. (laughs) (laughs) All right. October 21st, the Screen Actors Guild American Federation of Television and Radio Artists begins a strike against 11 American video game developers and publishers over payments of residuals to voice 
and motion capture artists in video games. I remember this. I don't remember who was involved, but I remember this happening. So there were there's only a handful that I could pull up because I was like, I do remember it, but I couldn't remember every single one that was part of it. But um, from the list that I found, there was... <clears throat> Sorry, I got to find my spot again because it reset. Uh, keep talking, Josh. You're doing great. Okay. Electronic Arts, Insomniac Games, Activision, gotcha. and Disney. Yeah, they all sound like cheap fucks to me. <laughs> yeah, like, guy. I mean, well, well think, think what they're doing now. Voice acting is going to... Uh, triple-A actors and actresses who don't do voice work. We have Chris Pratt. Hmm. Well, that's a, mo- that's a movie thing. It's not like they were like, hey, Mario Odyssey 2 is coming. But I'm and just Mario saying, this but time? I'm just saying. And Mario this time? Hey, 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 hey. Mario Odyssey 2 is coming. And this time? Going to be voiced by Chris Pratt. It's not I'm just happening. saying, Mario's voice actor still alive. Why, 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 are we, why isn't he, he there? He can't carry it for a whole movie, Josh. Ready to go. He can't. He's carried it. it for this long. Yeah, but he's that's in little little pips. Uh, little pips. I'm just, I'm just saying. Just little pips. Just saying, he's just I'm saying. Josh saying. God damn it. Move on. Move on now. <laughs> November 4th through the 5th, BlizzCon 2016, held in Anaheim, California. Who wants to take a guess? Uh, the band that closed out, it was Lord. They had Lord do it. I don't Jake, know. You want to take a guess? Uh, Bon Jovi. This is the one I ruined last time. So, uh, Hodar was right. the DJ, and the closing ceremony was held by Weird Al Yankovic. What was their big game this time around? Okay, so with this one, um, the fourth expansion for Hearthstone, Mean <laughs> Streets of Gadgetzon, um, Overwatch uh, officially announced uh, Sombra. They also announced their official esports league for Overwatch. And then it was announced that Diablo 3 would include a remake of Diablo and the Necromancer Hero class would be added in a DLC. This sounds like a rough BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> you know it's bad when Hodar's involved. Hodar. 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 All right, going straight into December for there. December 1st, the Game Awards 2016 held in Los Angeles, California. All right, guys, I have pulled that list up as well. Uh, I'm going to stick with the... Basically, the jury voted awards, the main categories. And I'm going to do a few of them here. So I'm going to start with Best Narrative. Uh, We have Firewatch, Inside... Uncharted 4, Mafia 3, and Oxenfree. Uncharted 4. Yeah, Uncharted that 4. Is, that is correct. Best Art Direction. Inside, Ebzu, Firewatch, Overwatch, Uncharted 4. Art Direction was probably Firewatch. I'm going to give it to Uncharted 4. Uh, incorrect for both of you is Inside. Really? Okay. All right, we're going to do two more here. I'm going to do a hard one. Uh, Best action adventure. We have Dishonored 2, Hitman, Hyper Light Drifter, Ratchet and Clank, and Uncharted 4. 
I think this one was Dishonored. I'm going to go with Uncharted 4. Biggest correct, Dishonored 2. Damn it. And then, of course, Game of the Year, Doom, Inside, Overwatch, Titanfall 2, and Uncharted 4. Oh, I'm split. I'm so split on this. I can't tell if you're being serious. I'm going to say Overwatch. I was going to say Overwatch. Overwatch is correct. Yeah, because if you think of all those games, what game had a Game of the Year edition? Some, well, they do that. They all have that because if they have nominations, they do it. Oh, hey. Jeff's no, mom over you, here, Jeff's mom over here said we were Game of the Year. Any of those games on that list, have you seen a Game of the Year edition copy of that game besides Overwatch? Yeah. That yeah. was my case. Yeah. I'm sure Uncharted has a Jake, they they can they can just do that. They can just say game of the just like that director's cut of um director's cut of Death Stranding came out. They can just fucking put that on. Hey, it's a director's cut. Speaking I, of which I think director's cut and game of the year editions are two different things. Yeah, they are two different things. No, no, but you can just call it like you can make no changes at all and like Oh hey, like we this thing that was in the pause menu originally that we took out, we added it back in. It's a director's cut. Oh, game of the year edition. Oh, we just wanted to have an edition of the game that had all the uh, everything in it, the, all the DLC and everything. Game of the year edition. Well, speaking of they, uh, Death Stranding, uh, Hideo Kojima was given the honorary award of Industry Icon Award. <laughs> oh yeah, they were stroking him. They were, they oh, were, they were stroking him for that one. Yeah. And moving on to finish off the rest of the year, December 3rd to the 4th, PlayStation Experience 2016 held in Anaheim, California. Would you guys like to know what they had there? I don't think anything actually gets announced there, but go ahead. No, it's just a bunch of their demos for upcoming games. Um, We had Horizon Zero Dawn. uh, The Last Guardian. The Last of Us Part 2. Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Uh, Near Automata, Death Stranding, Neo. Fuck, they did announce fucking Last of Us Part 2 really early compared to everything else. Fuck. Oh, I also forgot uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. For those who are interested. Where's Mikey with his cricket button? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh and that's that's all basically uh, showed off there. So that is the news. Thanks, Josh. Solid news. Moving forward, Jake. What time is it? Me time. Man, we got we we got meme move. We got we got a meme. 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 All right, what you all right. what you got for us, Jake? We got memorable memorable characters. Amazing story, the best PvP experience, a terrible security system, Titanfall 2. <laughs> For those who don't know, Titanfall 2 has an issue with its uh, with its online that, uh, you know, makes it uh, susceptible to, uh, you know, uh, security breaches. Uh, and what's this other one, Jake? All right, we got, uh, you know, your typical two students. You got your dumb one, you got your smart one. Guy forgets to do his homework, and he asks him, hey, can I copy your homework? Sure. Just make it look different so it doesn't look like you just copied it. Sure thing. And that's how Battlefield 1 
became Call of Duty World War II. Solid meme, yeah. Jake. I, I think there might have been a little... I think they both had the same idea like within a, like a year apart of each other. But I, I do love that meme. <laughs> All right. So um, we're doing tea time. And uh, guess who's... Jake, do you have a solid tea? It's Jake. It's Jake doing tea time this week. Oh, I lost yes. my voice. So we've got tea time this week, and it's uh, it's Jake who has drawn the topic. Jake, are you ready to spill the tea? It's tea time. Uh, I am ready to spill the tea because I hate Smurfs. Oh, we're going right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jake. Tell, spill the tea, Jake. All right, guys. So there's a thing. There's an issue in video games, and it's in competitive video games, and I can't fucking stand it. It's a thing called Smurf. Not your papa Smurf. Not your little blue, cute little guy Smurfs. No. What a Smurf is in gamer terms is a player, an uh, experienced player, by the way, who creates a new account so they can feel good about themselves in the lower-ranked queues. Pro players do this shit all the time, and it's fucking disgusting. I, can, I kid you not. The excuses I hear of people doing it blows my damn mind. If you ever want to ask someone for any time management, like... What's the word? Time management tips? Don't ask people that smurf. It's a fucking waste of time. What they do, oh, they get bored of high high level rank, so they make a smurf account, a new account, just so they could climb to that same rank and still feel bad, or I guess feel good about themselves, killing people, beating people who have no experience in the game or just suck at the game, but they just, you know, it's all about them. They don't want to feel good about themselves. This is bad in games like League of Legends. It's bad in Overwatch. It's bad in Brawlhalla, Teamfight Tactics. It's just awful. And I, I just can't stand it because there are moments in Brawlhalla where I come across a Smurf and you can tell it's a Smurf because they're using default skins, default avatars, and have your most generic. Actually, it's probably not the generic name. Sometimes they'll have like memeable names, whatever. But when you play them, they just rip you a new one, and you're like, this guy's a fucking smurf. Uh, you don't even have to play him. It's, you're, uh, you know, you're up there in the, the, the 1%, and you come across this guy with default skins, you're like, no fucking way. This is a smurf. No way. Because you're high level, and they're high level, and you have damn well high level players that have experienced this game are running cool-looking cosmetics. Now, what I do enjoy, though, is games actually, or developers fighting back on Smurfs, because if you get caught in select games like, I think, Dota, and maybe League of Legends, you get banned for it. It's a bannable offense, and I love it. I love seeing Smurfs get banned, but what I hate about it is that they could just make another new account. Yes, they can make more accounts, and we just have to deal with it. I can't fucking stand it. Smurfs. Get rid of them. Nobody likes you. 
Jake, have you ever have you ever smurfed? Yes. God damn it. <laughs> and he no. says it with a straight face. God no. damn it. So, okay, listen, listen, listen. I, I have smurfed, yes, but I did it for like a project. Um to, to test something out to see if like how players would react to like a select name or something like that. It's and it's not, it wasn't like a bad name or whatever. But um just to see like also I, I made a smurf to see if any like well-known players would react differently if they didn't know the player. See if they're just like oh sunshine and rainbows when everyone's watching, but when no one's watching, they're a piece of shit, you know? Jake, um, we all know deep down inside. You it started out as a project, and you're like, Yeah, I want to get this information. And no, then deep down I inside, you start to feel good about it, and you're like, I actually hate no it. I wonder it's why fucking, they do it. It's work. I hate it so much. It's it's work. Jake's the guy um, who's like Jake's like the, the dare officer who kept saying, Oh no, don't do drugs, and he finally does it, and he's just like sitting in bed looking across uh, his uh, bed at the nightstand, sees the drugs in there, and he's like, I have to have more. I've missed this my whole life. Jake, Jake, Jake. What's up? You're you're what the gamers call a hypocrite. <laughs> no, well, I haven't touched that account at all. I haven't touched that account in years. I'm clean. He, he, I'm clean. He's got his five year chip, all right. No, so no, there's and there's people that like they'll make it because they don't want to lose their rank. But most of the time, I hear people doing it because they got bored. I'm like, really? So. Like, it, and what makes me mad about it is that, like, I'm trying to grind my ass off. And then I come across a smurf and they beat me. And I'm just like, you piece of shit. You don't, you don't even care about this. I mean, I get the appeal of it. I mean, I remember I, we keep talking about Iron Harvest, but, like, you would change your Steam name, change your little prof, your PFP so they didn't know it was you. But it was still your same account. It was just you, like, fucking with them to see if they could figure yeah. out it was you or not. Yeah. So I get that side of it. But, yeah. Sounds like oh, smurfs then- can go to hell. There's uh, there's certain content creators that do it because I guess uh, like I said they do it for like fun or content. whatever meme content exactly, um, but you know maybe I am a hypocrite but I don't do it for those reasons I don't know he doesn't a lot do of people do it because it. yeah I don't like it I don't like to do it <laughs> <laughs> I did it for like a social experiment. That's the I think that's how it starts. It was, just, it was just a social experiment. He says as everyone starts stabbing him to death, like, no, it was a social experiment. I'm sorry. No, I gave that homeless man money. <laughs> it's a social experiment. Oh my god. All right. I'm pulling I am pulling the plug on this episode. This episode is over. There's no more. Uh hey guys, we made it through 2016. We did it. We're alive. We made ooh, we made gaming great again. Uh hey. We got we got out. Um, the next the next few years are a little turbulent, but we're gonna we're gonna get through these together. Um, as always, I'm your host Nick. You can find me on uh, Twitter at that Kaufman. You can find me on Twitch and YouTube at Nick Fat Knight. Josh, where can the people find you? Find me anywhere at I'm Josh Same. Where Jake, are you? Everywhere. He's everywhere. Jake, where can the people find you? You can find me on TikTok, Twitch, YouTube. And Twitter at Jakey Boy Kaufman, where yeah. I will be streaming weekly. Oh, thank you, Jake. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, to think about where he was like Tuesday, Wednesday. 
Every yeah, day. I was say every, weekly, weekly. <laughs> it happens every day. It's happening right now. Uh, and you can find Smashing Game Time anywhere. We're on Twitter. We're on, uh, we're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We actually had TikTok pop. So come check us we're out on over there. On your mom's iPad, we are everywhere. We're everywhere. We also got a Audio YouTube. Mom. Come check us out over there. Uh, Josh and I will actually be streaming Blanc Wednesday night. Yes, you will hear this on Monday. That Wednesday we will be streaming Blanc. Come check us out. We will be on the Twitch. Uh, Jake can be come hang out too if he wants. It's a two-player game, but he can watch. I know he likes to watch that dirty Smurf. Uh, as always, thank you to the Trident Network for making us a part of their podcast family. Thank you to Alex Marvin Clark for his awesome song for, that we use for our intro and outro. Hunt him down. We have a link to the SoundCloud for him. Go check that out. He's got some awesome tasty tunes on there. Again, rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. We will see everybody next week. This has been Smashing Game Time. We hope you all had a smashing great time. We will see everybody next time. <laughs>